You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, my name is Blake, and I have just a quick note before we get started. Actually, it's more like a recommendation, because this podcast is an immersive audio fantasy, and what you're about to hear is best experienced with headphones on, imagination on, and everything else turned off. Welcome to Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. I'm parked in a dusty lot somewhere outside Schenectady, New York. An attempt to investigate a block of abandoned homes has abruptly ended because they've all been demolished. But I drove all the way up here, two and a half hours out of my way, and determined to capitalize on the full day ahead of me, I opened Reddit to see if there are any other abandoned spaces in the area. And I come across a thread that mentions a, quote, large block of abandoned warehouses and colony, which is an Albany suburb. So I turn on Google Maps, and as it turns out, I'm only seven minutes away. So I kick my car into drive and head over to my next abandoned adventure. As I approach, I see a crumbling security gatehouse. They always seem to be painted sky blue. The chain link fence is cracked just wide enough for my meager but mighty five foot six frame. Okay, five foot five. So I maneuver with ease through the gap. I can't tell exactly where I am, but I have inadvertently broken the cardinal rule of my All-American Ruins expeditions. Don't research the history of a site before the visit. Superfund uh, was enacted into law at the end of 1980 in the last days of that Congress. Years ago, people didn't understand how certain chemical waste would affect people's health and the environment. The water in it would change color. You know, one day it would be green, the next day blue. This is the day the disposal pit is to be opened. I like the freedom of a blank slate to allow my imagination to run wild. However, in the Reddit thread, I notice someone mentions that the complex was abandoned because of multiple dangerous EPA violations, groundwater contamination. So, Alltech is a state superfund site. Four years ago, the EPA had that property listed potential threats and contaminants such as chromium. Bad news, uh, we're filing for bankruptcy tomorrow. (laughs) As I begin my descent into the complex that I eventually learn is the abandoned Altec Specialty Steel Corporation. My imagination flicks on, and I know one thing's for sure. 
I am Aaron Brockovich, and I'm here to covertly investigate groundwater contamination. It's the early 1990s. I've flown back in time, and I've snuck into the plant. I glance at the security gatehouse, and I see two men playing cards inside. They don't even notice me. I look left and see a magnificent panel of levers, and instinctively, I pull one. Whoops. An alarm blares and pandemonium ensues. Both security guards drop their poker game and dash out into the industrial vortex. I slip into their post. It smells like Marlboro Lights and Fritos. I open drawers, searching for answers. I scan notices on the wall about employee safety training. I have no idea what any of it means, but I glance to the bottom of one sheet and it confirms my suspicions. It's 1992 and indeed, I am Aaron Brockovich. The wailing alarm subsides and I hear the security guards reapproach. I make a daring escape just in the nick of time as we trade spots once more. The men return to their card game unaware of my presence. I meander stealthily into a garage adjacent to the gatehouse, covered in charming graffiti that reads, Pussy Fart. I enter the space, a waste room. I pull out my camera provided to me by my boss at the firm and capture the scene. Click. Suddenly I hear a voice. I notice a back door and dip out, unseen. I dash toward the first of many large warehouse spaces, vacant of most machinery, that likely filled the room at one point, but the fantasy manifests their presence. They're loud. I climb a ladder next to the entrance to see the full scope of the impending environmental catastrophe, what I'm up against. More pictures. Click. I shimmy down the ladder and begin to make my way down a corridor that feels longer than a football field. I walk by passageways that veer off both sides of the warehouse, and they're jam-packed with small workrooms, blasting more sounds of machines whirring and sputtering, and the echoes of steel workers barking orders. Foremen are making their rounds to inspect productivity, and the speakers on the wall blast instructions and calls for employees. I peer to my left and right and notice cement pits every few hundred feet, each of them filled with murky, acidic-looking water. I pull out an imaginary test tube and scoop my hand down into the billowing, polluted pools and accidentally splash myself with the water. I panic because I don't know just how poisonous the pools are and I don't know how far down the toxic waste seeps into the ground. 
It's unclear how many of these pools littered the 86 acres of this rotting property that boasts eight large buildings, but one thing's clear. They're poisoning the planet, and I need to stop it. Of course, I later discovered that no class action lawsuit was actually brought against Altec. Just a 1999 agreement with the state of New York boasting $16.6 million of taxpayers' money to clean up PCBs, heavy metals, and other hazardous waste brought on by the plant owners. As I exit the first of the eight warehouses I eventually explore today, I stumble upon a wall covered in eyeballs, peering into the haze of the autumn afternoon. I'm being watched, but I'm not afraid. I step into a second large warehouse space, taking note of the graffiti message which reads, Women have a place in the House and the Senate. Democrats have announced an historic down payment in the fight against the climate crisis. This bill that their concern and their desire for clean air and clean water is elitist. The greater Tell our delay the in taking action on climate change, the higher the price tag will be for families and our economy. My amendment is a common sense amendment which reaffirms the interconnection between climate change and public health disparities plaguing communities across our country and throughout the globe. Uh, Mr. Chair, despite arguments to the contrary uh, by many, there is no such thing as climate change. The cost of the only earth is I think about the destructive history of the patriarchy. For thousands of years, men have by and large been running the show, and look where it's gotten us. Greenhouse gas emissions, oil spills, Mass extinctions, five to be precise, the sixth one on the way, the first to be perpetuated by a single species, our species, systems and structures that have done nothing but corrode the planet. We are being I poke my head into a foreman's office and I wonder what a world in which women have flooded leadership positions might look like. I picture a much more resourceful, equitable, even-keeled, compassionate place where more people feel comfortable in their own skin, and a planet that hasn't been damaged by incessant, irreparable harm like what's happened here at the Altec Specialty Steel Corporation. At the very least, shouldn't we aim for a balance of power? I pass through the scrap metal entryway and enter yet another giant open space, but this one feels different. The light streaming in from a large side office offers a warm glow. As I pass through, I realize it's all there. Shelves to organize folders and papers, desks filled with junk, a metal swivel chair with torn leather accents, a whiteboard, the intercom mic, a radiator, and the Chromalon Air Control Center. Plus, a magazine sprawled open to an ad for Joe Boxer, 
featuring a cast of all different kinds of men showing off their favorite underwear. Put some bounce in your boxers. Put your boxers on one arm at a time. I love to wear my boxers on my head. I look up, and a foreman in the corner of the office stares directly at me. I freeze. But after a brief silence, he asks if I want to take the magazine with me and winks. I guess he thinks I work here. I tell him I'm all set. Thanks. And I ask if I need to clock out for the day, but he's already vanished into thin air. I pour through imaginary documents in the empty filing cabinet, searching for proof that Altec knows it's poisoning the groundwater. We'll need it for litigation. And then, like a shot in the dark, I happen upon them. There, there's the proof. Right there, dated 1986, a report on the high levels of toxicity in the ground. I snag them and make my way to an adjoining office to make copies on an imaginary Xerox machine. But before I do, I snag an orange helmet off the foreman's desk so that my undercover operation goes unnoticed. I head outside and step into the sunlight of a magnificent open courtyard where trucks rumble through with deliveries and worker bees scurry to their various posts after lunch breaks and I spot a cement block with graffiti art of a woman smoking a cigarette. That's bad for you, I say. Don't you know we're in a pandemic that's obliterating people's lungs? She looks at me coolly, takes a thick drag, and blows it out. What do I care? She gasps through a cough. I'm two-dimensional. Suddenly a siren blares, loud, overwhelming, scary. I turn and see medics bolting towards an infirmary about a hundred yards away. I grab my phone and camera case and follow them. By the time we reach the medical unit, the sirens have stopped and the ghosts are gone. There's a sign above the door that reads, First Aid Office, and I see another eyeball painted on the side of the wall, watching me. I pull the green door open and step inside. Papers litter the ground, glass, a supervisor's safety manual on top of a blue blanket at my feet. I look up and see a hospital bed with the message, Sleep to Die, sprawled on the back. I peer over and see a filthy mattress and an audiometer machine, a track or RA-400. I recall my elementary school nurse operating a similar kind of device, or at least one that looks a hell of a lot like this one, during our annual hearing and vision tests at school. As I look closer, it dawns on me, why would a steel company have a full medical facility A nurse mutters without looking up, huddled in the corner, hunched over an examination report. You better get out of here before they catch you. Her tone indicates that I need to take her advice, and it's at that moment that I hear 
voices, real ones, echoing from a building adjacent to the first aid office. I thank the nurse in a hushed tone and make my way back out the door I came through. And just like Erin Brockovich, at the moment she's caught collecting groundwater samples at a PG&E cooling site, I bolt. They're finally on to me, and they don't want me exposing their dirty little secrets. I run like hell, faster than I ever have, afraid of both the ghosts following me and of the real-life humans, other urbexers, who have invaded my private sanctuary of imagination. I haul ass, duck, and shimmy through the chain-link barrier, toss open my car doors, throw my stuff in the back while the men trailing me shout at the security guards playing poker, who, once again, don't even notice me. I jam the key into the ignition, start the car, and furiously rumble off into the gentle light of golden hour, laughing, thrilled that my Aaron Brockovich fantasy has only just begun. I drive past the front entrance, veering around the polluted river, past broken-down homes, past train tracks, past the expansive view of the Altec property until it's nothing more than a dot in my rear-view mirror. I've stumbled back into reality as my car blazes onto Interstate 787, headed for the New York State Thruway, back to my home in the Hudson Valley, preparing mentally and emotionally and physically for the most devastating winter I've ever faced. 2020. But then, I think about the thousands of Americans facing massive healthcare issues because of corporate greed. My father being one of them, stage four mesothelioma. And I think about heroes like Aaron Brockovich. And I say aloud, looks like my pity party's over. Damn right it is. Aaron Brockovich whispers over my shoulder from the back seat of my car as I merge onto the New York State Thruway en route for my home, where I plan to enjoy a clean, clear glass of water. If you're just tuning in for the first time, I'd like to welcome you to the very first season of Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Join me every other week as I take you on a sonic journey, recounting my expeditions of abandoned spaces across the United States and transforming them into fantastical audio experiences that allow you, dear listener, to dive into my imagination with me or maybe inspire you to go out and use your own. In two weeks, join me and Aaron Brockovich once again for the second of this two-part special as I take you to another abandoned industrial complex, also infamous for massive EPA violations, CND Technologies and Huguenot, New York. If you don't want to miss it, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I would also like to ask, with fondness, if you could please rate and review this first season so I can keep feeling the fantasy with you. And maybe share it with your friends, and family, and your boss if y'all get along. 
And if you like to read or enjoy amateur photography, you can also catch up on more of my adventures at allamericanruins.com or follow me on Instagram at allamericanruins. Abandoned, the All American Ruins podcast is hosted, written, edited, and produced by me, Blake File, with studio space courtesy of Radio Kingston, WKNY AM 1490 FM 1079 in Kingston, New York. Special thanks to Ida Hakala, Jimmy Buff, and Manuel Bloss for the mentorship and encouragement, and to you, most of all, dear listener, for taking the time to explore these abandoned spaces with me.